0: I'm channeling my inner Jack Black energy for this episode. And I was recording for that.
1: Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics. And today we're talking about My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry by Frederick Backman. Lots of words. Help. I had to Google that. (laughs) (laughs) This is part two of our... What I got, the Curly Critics book exchange thing that we did. Part two of
0: the Curly Critics book, Secret Santa. Yes. It's an annual tradition that we just started.
1: And that we're finishing in February.
0: Don't worry about it.
1: You know, it just happens.
0: Sometimes... The world implodes, and you never see it coming. And things that are supposed to happen at the beginning of January happen, at least at the beginning of February. It could have been worse.
1: It could have been, like, June. (laughs) Yeah. So there's
0: that.
1: But, anyway. Life goes on. This is the book that I bought for Jade. Jade. And I had to pick the book with the most complicated title in the history of the universe that I can literally never remember. It's got the word grandmother and sorry in it.
0: It has a dog and a kid on the cover.
1: Yes. That's it. And (laughs) I did not like this book as much as I know Jade did.
0: (laughs) I'm making a mean face right now. (laughs) So we'll
1: just go straight in with I thought the first... 75% of this book was pretty boring. (laughs) How dare you? I was so, like, I started reading it and I was so disappointed because I didn't really like it. Like, I liked it. It was alright. But I didn't love it. But I kept reading and I was like, you know what? It's gonna be fine because Jade's gonna love this. (laughs) And that was the point of the Secret Santa book exchange.
0: That makes me sad happy. I'm just confused. Don't toy with my emotions.
1: It's literally the point of this podcast—not to toy with no. your emotions, to talk about books. <laughs> <laughs> Want to make that clear? Yikes! What are your thoughts?
0: Oh my gosh, Carrie! I gave this a five on Goodreads. <laughs> like, I love this book. Literally, you're like, yeah. You just need to read like the first three chapters. And if you can't get through it, we'll figure something else out. And I got through, like, the first chapter and went, oh, my gosh, this is one of the best books I've ever read. Like, this premise is amazing. The writing is incredible. I love all the characters already. I love everything. And you're just like, oh, okay. I gave it three stars on Goodreads.
1: That's better than nothing. (laughs) That's what I said. It was okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am going to change your mind by the end of this. <laughs> uh. My initial thought going into it is that I was very confused. Well, actually, we should do a synopsis. You should do a synopsis because the last time I read this book was over a month ago. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Okay. Well, um, Prepare yourself. Summary time with Jade. It's not going to make sense.
1: <laughs> okay. You'll speak and I'll interject if it's too confusing. Thank God. Okay. It's just fresher in your mind than it is in mine.
0: Big book. Lots. Word. Kid with dog. The end. (laughs) Grandma. Ah! I had one sip of Dr. Pepper and I'm cracked. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. We are not okay. That's going to be an audio bite. Um, all right. I don't
1: you need me to do this
0: well i just (laughs) i like how they describe it on the sleeve i don't that's what i'm bothered by i'm gonna do it oh god (laughs) i'll interject because you're really good at summaries
1: okay so we have this little girl that i forgot her name her name
0: is elsa let it go carrie elsa
1: okay we have this little girl elsa and she's seven and her best friend is her grandma because she's weird. Yeah, she's a little weirdo. And basically, grandma has cancer. Grandma dies. Just so we're all clear. It happens That's gonna within happen. the first,
0: like, five chapters. It's okay, everyone. Yeah.
1: And after the grandma dies, she leaves these notes for her granddaughter Elsa to, like, go around and deliver to people. And through it we're discovering parts of the grandmother's life and the people that she's interacted with because it's all just this one big mystery. And so at the same time, we have all these notes that are being delivered, which is being compared. What's the literary term for that? At the same time, we see the secret world that the grandmother and Elsa have created together. And we're seeing how the letters are playing out to make the world the fake fantasy world real,
0: yeah, that
1: it's all this whole world that they've created is actually just events from the grandmother's life that she like was telling her granddaughter through story form basically, and so that's the whole premise of the story, and then you go on this emotional roller coaster and you get to know Elsa and her family, and everybody it's got a very like feel good ending, yeah
0: i loved it it does sound boring from the synopsis (laughs) it does it doesn't sound very exciting it really is it's this one massive scavenger hunt um i don't know they just make it so fascinating because this chick's seven almost eight and she's having a hard time distinguishing between Reality and this dream world that her and her her grandma have created, and she's discovering along with us what's real and what's not. And she's super smart. That's why she's weird. She she gets bullied because she's incredibly smart and doesn't care about anyone else's opinions. And I love her so much.
1: I for most of the book I couldn't get over the fact that she was seven. Yeah this just she is way too smart. I mean, to preface, I haven't been around 7-year-olds in a long time. But she's just very independent and very smart for a 7-year-old, and I feel like the story would have the same effect if she was like 15. Like you could tell the same story and I would be like less weirded out by the fact that she was 7 running around town with strange men.
0: Yeah, I think I think what helped with that, in my mind, was that she's so young and so naive, because at 15, you kind of have a grasp of, like, the dangers of the world, but at 7, you literally don't care. Like, nothing matters. (laughs) You're just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna run out into this park that's full of druggies and almost get yeeted to the next dimension whatever doesn't matter right i'm gonna be friends with this massive dog
1: yeah it's just it was a weird character play because like it does make sense for the relationship to exist between the grandmother and the granddaughter at that young age and for her to go through the thing like for elsa to go through the things that she went through in the book by being seven, of, like, oh, I just lost my grandmother, because she's at the age where she's old enough to understand that, like, her grandmother's not here anymore, Mm -hmm. and also to, like, understand the world around here. It just also, the way she was written didn't feel like a seven-year-old.
0: Yeah, it just, that was kind of hard to get over. It just, uh, I don't know. It was one of those, I had to think of it as, like, Young Sheldon, you know that TV (laughs) show? I had to think of it like that as like, okay, they're trying to play her off as like this Mensa-level kid. We're just going to have to go with it because that's not changing.
1: Right. I mean, like eventually I started ignoring it, but for the long time, for like a long time, I was like, my only note for this book is that I can't believe she's seven.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I gotcha.
1: Plus, like
0: a 15-year-old wouldn't think this made-up land of fairy tales and whatnot is real.
1: I mean you're right to an extent. I mean like they wouldn't like not in the way that a seven-year-old is like oh it's definitely possible to get there but like a 15-year-old would use it at more as a form of escapism.
0: Right yeah.
1: The same way that like people our age are using Percy Jackson and Harry Potter as like a retreating (laughs) technique not us of course not us Mm, but mm, 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 mm. like (laughs) harry potter tiktok is mostly just people pretending like creating stories of themselves in harry potter i think that's weird that's a whole nother thing it's a a whole nother thing (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna say that we role played as percy jackson in middle school but (laughs) that was in middle school i know it's different like i mean i wouldn't do it now But I also, like, still create stories. Yes. I mean, I do still create stories where I input myself into them. I just don't put them on the internet. Yeah. So I still think the possibility of being like, oh, this world exists is there. It just wouldn't look the same.
0: Yeah. He could have done it that way and some of the other stuff wouldn't have been as weird. It's also... I don't know...
1: With stuff. But if he had done it that way, if he had done it that way, the fact that the characters coming to life wouldn't have the same effect.
0: Right? It wouldn't have such a shock factor for her. Um, I don't know, and I think it's a lot easier for a seven year old to go around an entire building and just walk up to strangers and be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Hey, like, be all sassy and whatever than a 15-year-old because people would just, like, wave her off. Whereas with a little kid, you kind of feel obligated to talk to them or, like, take care of them
1: more. Yeah, it's just so weird to me. This girl was just, like, running around, living her life and being super confident, and at no point were people like, where are your parents? (laughs) Yeah, that was the
0: other thing. I was like, "Mm, they're kind of neglectful, but...
1: (laughs) Yes. They
0: had a lot happening, but still.
1: Right. I really loved the way that he wrote all of the characters in this story. The way that the grandmother got exposed layer by layer, and the way that Elsa's late journey went. Mm-hmm. And even the way that the gran- the mother got exposed bit by bit. And then how, in the end, everybody was connected to each other. Yeah. I appreciated that. Especially discovering that the apartment building was just everybody that the grandma has ever like
0: oh my gosh
1: helped in her whole life
0: yeah just this community of people that they've all known each other for so long they're not just a bunch of random strangers in an apartment building together they all have this main connection and the grandma wanted to show Elsa that she wanted to show her look I wasn't perfect, but I did my best in life, and this is the culmination of all of that, and now you get to take care of them. It's fine.
1: I literally finished this book whenever I finished it, and I was like, that was sweet. Jade's gonna cry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Stop. They named so the let's... baby Harry.
1: <laughs> let's work our way through the letters. I don't remember what order they come in. Do you? Gosh. No. There's so many. Okay. So the grandmother dies and she like tells Elsa to take care of the monster? Yes. In this apartment building, which just turns out to be a big dog? No. The 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 monster is the guy. Okay. What's the dog called? Because first she tells her to take care of the dog. Yes by like feeding it chocolate which i'm like mm, that i probably not the best idea didn't, like that's all she fed it i'm like what
0: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense
1: yeah so grandmother dies and is like take care of this dog she calls it something and it's she calls it all spo-
0: worse w-u-r-s-e
1: yes so to take care of this worst which is the like dog creature from the magical land Mm -hmm. and i like the fact that we never really find out that the dog's not a worst
0: worst there's no
1: tea oh (laughs) it's
0: not the worst
1: (laughs) you're right i don't have my book with me because i'm irresponsible (laughs) also because
0: i have also you have the book
1: (laughs) forgot about that part Yeah, I like the fact that it's still, like, the story ends with it still being kind of a magical creature. Oh, she
0: calls it our friend.
1: Our friend. There we go. So the grandmother tells Elsa to take care of our friend, and then our friend turns out to be a dog that Elsa's calling worse.
0: Yeah, she never calls it a dog because her never, her grandma never described her as a, or it as a dog. It was more of a protector, and that stayed throughout the entire storyline, so there was no need to change it.
1: Right, and the way that the story ends, there's nothing that happens. Like, we understand that all of the people in the Grandma's story Magical Land are real people, but there's no part of it that could, like, disprove that the Magical Land doesn't exist. Right. And I like that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially for a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, like you get to hold on to the magic. So that's what I mean. There's no point where we find out that the dog is actually a dog, mm-hmm. that it could full well be this magical creature that's inputted itself through the dimensions or whatever Yeah. to protect Elsa over the rest of her life. Yeah. So Elsa takes care of the dog. Then there's... The dog is hated by the people in the apartment complex,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. specifically one lady. Cannot remember her name. Britt Marie. Yes. She's the
0: worst. Britt Marie
1: hates the dog because she wants to form an HOA for the apartment complex, so, like, lease builders, Mm -hmm. lease agreement thing. I don't know anything about apartments.
0: Yeah, basically, they just want to get this agreement underway so everyone can sell where they move sell where they live and then move away mm-hmm. so that Brit Marie can own everything
1: yeah basically and then they can form a lease people agreement owners association yeah where they like standardized rules and stuff and then throughout the whole story like There's that subplot of Brit Marie is struggling to get control of the apartment complex, and we can't really figure out why until the very end. Mm -hmm. Because she can't get control of
0: anything in her life.
1: Yes. So, after our friend is the monster. Yes. Which is this big, scary man that Elsa just walks around town with (laughs) often. We
0: love Wolfheart in this house. He's literally... This big, scary, six-foot-something guy who lives under a hood and... Love this. Like, doesn't touch anything. And anything he does touch, he has to, like, rub off with hand sanitizer.
1: Right. He has extreme OCD.
0: Yes. And I...
1: (laughs) To make it less magical.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just love that.
1: Right. And so the monster, in quotes... Is paralleled with the story of Wolfheart, which is the story of this brave warrior who comes and saves the magical village from the evil people. Mm-hmm. The shadows? Yeah. The shadows. the shadows. So we see Elsa figures out almost right away that the monster is Wolfheart, mm-hmm. but she's so confused because Wolfheart is this magical creature and this man that she's looking at can't touch anything without freaking out (laughs) yeah she's like this is kind of (laughs) pathetic honestly (laughs) and so just constantly she's just so confused yeah she's also hardcore judging this man yeah who has had some serious trauma fine so we get introduced to him and then we go to the therapist
0: yes the psychotherapist which this is another thing i love about elsa she never like there are some people that never get a name and Mm -hmm. that's definitely how my brain works like just gonna say it if i don't call you by your name it's because i call you by something completely different in my head And it's not usually a bad thing. There was only really one person I called by something kind of not nice, but she was also a bully in middle school. So I was like, nah, that's okay. (laughs) Now I'm curious. Listen, I called her tadpole eyes and never, never to her face, but I always thought of her in such a way. And she was just like, Wicked. Just horrible. And she had the weirdest eyes. They really looked like cat eyes. I don't know where I got tadpole from. I think I'm just insane. I think I'm clinically psycho. But, um, yeah. But most people get nice names about things they like. Like, oh,
1: guy who plays harp. Harp guy. Oh. Can 100% verify? She tells me about people and never uses their real name. Ever? Ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like... I've met people that she's talked about and she had to be like, oh, that's so-and-so. I'm like, God. (laughs) Yeah. So basically in
0: Carrie's life, people have two names. The crazy Jade name that she somehow conjures up and then their real life name that I only sometimes remember (laughs)
1: My friends from college did the same thing. They're like freshman year, they like nicknamed everybody. And it took me four years to figure out that this guy named LaughTrax is now my friend's husband. Oh my gosh. I just completely made them separate people. And then it was during the other friend giving her a like wedding speech where she was like yeah remember when we met laugh tracks and i was like you mean they're the same (laughs) oh my gosh because they always talked to him him, me about him as laugh track but when i met him he was like his name yeah and so i just never connected it until four years later (laughs) yeah so
0: if i ever meet any of you hello you're getting a nickname if you like Harry Potter, you're going to be a Harry Potter person, and that's okay.
1: Anyway, so Elsa meets Wolfheart. So it's now Wolfheart and the dog, the worse, and They, they go...
0: walk for two hours to the psychotherapist's office.
1: Yeah, the psychotherapist who also happens to live in the apart- same apartment complex yes. as Elsa, her mom, Britt Marie the monster, the dog, everybody. Everybody lives in the same apartment complex.
0: Yeah, the whole story is set with all the same people pretty much, which makes it easier in a sense. There's just a lot of main characters.
1: Yeah. So the therapist lady gets like drunk every night Mm -hmm. and she sings.
0: Yeah, so she's the woman with the black skirt, but she's also the drunk. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she's always pretending to talk on her phone, talking about having a party, and she has all these bottles of wine, and ends up drinking all of them by herself.
1: Yes. So we find out- so they walk to the therapist's house, and then they find out that she lost her family in a tsunami. Mm hmm And so that's why she's, like, drunk and sad all the time, because she lost everyone very traumatically. Yeah. And she's compared to the angel, right? Yes. The sea angel? Yeah. So then in the magical world, there's this story about all of these angels that, like, hold back the sea mm-hmm. to protect the people. and But there was this one angel who didn't want to do that, and so she left.
0: And she was cursed to pace the beach back and forth in, like,
1: sorrow. Yeah, because all of the other angels died. yeah all 99 of them except for her so she was the only one left behind Mm -hmm. and so like that's the story that she's paralleled with is this sad person who got left behind which is very depressing
0: (laughs) yeah it's this book is very deep it's a lot
1: yeah i don't remember who comes next um i want to say it's the taxi driver but i think this is about the part where things started to get confusing in my brain
0: yeah um we can just we can go with the taxi driver i believe it's him and then the old couple is that right
1: yeah i don't remember the taxi driver's story so i'll talk about the old people
0: (laughs) yeah so taxi driver his name is alf i love that for him um (laughs) we love him um so right before Elsa goes to the psychotherapist, she goes up to the taxi driver's apartment and is like, hey, do you know where, the, where this is? And he's like, I'm sleeping, go away. And she's like, you're actively <laughs> drinking coffee. You're not asleep. Tell me where this is. And he's like, oh, it's past the old factory where they move the da-da-da. And she's like, what? And then he shows her on a map and she's like, oh, where they put the new supermarket. And he's like, kids these days, I can't with you. And I love that for him. He's just grumpy old Luke Danes vibes. And we love it.
1: But also his relationship with Elsa is literally the cutest ah! thing. They're like BFFs. He's the grumpy old guy. And then this little girl's like, hey, can you drive me this place? And he's like, no, get in the car. <laughs>
0: yeah! I wanted to make a movie ah,
1: <laughs> just the two of them not this whole story just that so it's just this really cute relationship that they have yeah i just
0: want a mini series with alf and elsa <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the
0: worse, <dwarves. laughs> it makes me happy so they go to the psychotherapist and Wolfhart freaks out and dips and elsa's like i'm gonna have to walk the two hours by myself this sucks what the heck is wrong with him and alf shows up and she's
1: like right because Wolfhart has like gone to that therapist before yeah and he has a lot of trauma that he's not dealing with and that we don't know about yet
0: yes so elsa's confused going why are you here and he's like you freaking showed me the address. Get in the taxi. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, just always hates on the dog and then, like, gives it coffee and lets it sleep in his apartment and takes it outside. <laughs> uh, Alf. I love him so much.
1: Yeah. So from that point on, he becomes basically Elsa's personal Taxi driver, yeah, and like personal protector,
0: yeah.
1: He's looking out for the worst in Elsa, especially with Britt Marie specifically, mm-hmm. and because they
0: put out poison, so- they do all this stuff. They call the police and try yeah, they and really, really
1: hate the dog. Yeah, they
0: <sighs> really hate it, and it gets to a really bad point, And finally, Britt Marie just gets this look on her face, and she's like, "Oh, we must have mistaken it." For something else, it must have—I don't know—and her husband gets all mad, and it's this one slice of humanity that Elsa gets to see out of her, and it's really interesting because all she wants to do is hate Britt Marie.
1: Britt Marie's character development, or like her arc throughout the story, is probably one of the best ones in the book.
0: Gosh, yes. Dude, she gets this crazy redemption, like, female empowerment story, and it's really great.
1: It's just the whole story is slowly unraveling bits and pieces that we, like, get introduced to all these characters, and then by the end, we're like, oh, they're all connected, and they all have kind of traumatic pasts. Yeah. But they're all, like, united together by the grandmother.
0: Yeah, and they all tell her, they all tell Elsa their stories. Because of the grandmother, because the grandmother says, hey, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about that. And Elsa's like, well, what did she say? What else did she say? I want to know. I, I need to know all the pieces of this puzzle. And so they tell her everything. She knows they're hiding something. Um, but eventually everything gets put out in the open that, oh, this seven-year-old's like trying to get murdered or kidnapped. Not murdered. Yeah. More kidnapped. So,
1: basically, all of the letters are just like a list of like the grandmother apologizing for things that happened mm-hmm. while she was alive. But after the therapist, we think they go to this old couple who are related to this mother and the son called the son with the syndrome. Yeah. Which I assumed was down syndrome. Maybe but it could be autism, <laughs> yeah, um he doesn't speak so right so that could that could be either.
0: <laughs> it could be a number of things. um he does communicate by like dancing, by eye contact, by just being around people, but he doesn't speak. he's nonverbal, so we don't
1: really know. Yeah, so we have this kid who has some kind of mental illness, I think. Could be a genetic illness. He has some kind of syndrome. Kid with a syndrome is a great description. Yeah, thanks, Elsa. (laughs) And we find out that these grandparents, like these old couple, is related to them. And that they're all here in this apartment complex because the boy's father is trying to like hunt him down. Mm -hmm. And kidnap him or something. And... The boy's father keeps trying to kidnap Elsa Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because he's confused about which kid it is.
0: Elsa's seen this man several times and every time she gets this sinking feeling because he smokes the same cigarettes that her grandma did. So she has this sense of familiarity, but when she looks at him, she knows he's the shadow. He's the shadow in these fairy tales. The enemy beyond all enemies.
1: And it's the enemy that Wolfheart is supposed to defeat. Mm -hmm. So we immediately know that there's a connection between Wolfheart and this guy, but we just don't know what it is. Yeah. So we discover that about that family.
0: Yeah, the... Did you mention that the father was abusive and so he didn't want his... So... The father was abusive, didn't want his son to be the drug addict, the alcoholic, the man filled with anger and rage that he had become, so he beat his wife, and the kid turned out different. And the father was really upset about that and continued to abuse them. And so she ran away with the son and he eventually found them because of the grandmother. Thanks, grandma. (laughs) And and so that's why all this complicated stuff is happening because he must've seen her death notice in the paper and so came looking for his son And since his son and Elsa have the same haircut, he's like, oh, this must be my kid. I'm going to try and nap them.
1: Right. And they're about the same age. Yeah. Could be confusing. Yeah. Plus, there's no telling
0: when's the last time he saw his kid. So... Right. He has no idea.
1: Trying to think about who's next. Maybe I should just complain. (laughs) Talk about the connections. I don't... Because at this point... They all start to get really connected together. Mm-hmm. They all kind of formed this army and Elsa
0: yeah. saw that coming. She knew there was an army that was going to be formed against this enemy, the shadow, but it was going to have to take all of them
1: together. Ah. <laughs> so we find out about Brit Marie. So Britt Marie was the. So the mother is the grandmother's daughter, but we discovered that the grandma was like a Red Cross doctor mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So she like went around to disasters and like helped people medically. But because of that, she like left her daughter a lot. Mm-hmm. And then Britt Marie like raised Elsa's mom. Yeah. And we discover that Britt Marie. Married this guy. I don't remember all the details for this. Do you? Know? <laughs> um. Oh, we discovered that Britt Marie's husband and Alf are related, right? They're brothers. So Alf, like Alf's story, is really closely connected with Britt Marie's story, where Alf is in love with Britt Marie. Mm-hmm. But something happened. He left, and then her, his brother, got her. Yeah,
0: he went off into the military. He ended up cheating on her. And so she's like, okay, I'll just be with your brother then. (laughs) (laughs) That turned out well for everybody. Because he ends up having... Britt Marie's husband ends up having a heart attack. And the person who calls and tells her is the other woman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Britt Marie's husband's just cheating on her, like, the entire time. Yeah. And all Britt Marie wants to do is have children. Like, that's all she's wanted. Mm -hmm. And her husband has kids from a previous marriage, but they don't really like her. Yeah. And because she married her husband, she never got to have kids of her own because he was like, oh, I already have kids. I don't want more. And so we just have this situation where Britt Marie her husband has a heart attack and she realizes that she's in a bad spot and that she's unhappy. Yeah. And so basically she, like, breaks up with her husband because he's been cheating on her this entire time and is like, I guess I'm just gonna go live my life by myself.
0: Yeah. She has this really remarkable scene, um, further before and that made sense. Further before? What am I doing? Um, anyways where he's yelling at her about oh where's my electric razor it's always in the top shelf and she goes no it's always in the second or in the second drawer and Elsa's watching this entire scene go by and he leaves and she's like oh remember when you come home to put your shirt directly in the wash and she takes the electric shaver And puts it in the third drawer. And Elsa's like, why did you do that? And eventually it gets to the point where Britt Marie goes, I just like it when he shouts my name. And it's this... Which
1: is so depressing. It's
0: so raw. But you know it happens. Yeah. It's so realistic. And the reason she... She later says the reason she would always have him put his clothes in the wash is because she didn't wear perfume he knew she knew that the other woman did so all she asked was that he put his shirt in the wash so that he doesn't smell like her anymore
1: she's just bird marie is a character we spend most of the book really like disliking her mm-hmm. because brit marie is constantly going after the worst brit marie and the grandma are constantly fighting she's a tool <laughs> yeah so like brit marie is the person to hate mm-hmm. you think she's sense.
0: the enemy
1: right especially in this magical storyline and even to an extent elsa thinks that she's the enemy yeah like all of the problems go to brit marie yeah and then we discover that wait a minute no they don't yeah marie is just a broken woman who ended up in a bad situation who made a lot of mistakes in her life and then at the end decides to do something about it yeah and i think that's really remarkable
0: yeah there are a lot that's one thing i'll say about this book is there are a lot of really good like gender role defying moments and female empowerment moments And just modern political things that are said. This book, you said it was written in Swedish, right? Yeah. So this book was written in Swedish, translated to English, which makes sense because sometimes he's like, and then this person said in English. And I'm like, what? We weren't talking like that the whole time?
1: Okay. Yeah. I was going to mention that at the very beginning and I forgot, but the story is set in Sweden and it was written by a Swedish author writing in Swedish. Yeah translated into English so one they live in Sweden so it's not America and two not English
0: yeah um I think one of the ways like one of the biggest moments I saw of female empowerment was Elsa and Alf are talking and Elsa goes um hey Alf wear this Santa Claus suit Because the boy with the syndrome really likes Santa and I think it would mean a lot to him. And in this trunk with costumes in it, there's a Spider-Man costume and Alf goes, what's this? And Elsa goes, well, it was for a school project, but I don't think I'll be dressing up because the boys say, I can't be Spider-Man. I'll get bullied. I'll get chased down and beat up, which is a constant theme throughout the entire thing is that she's always running. And mm-hmm. he goes, well, your grandma was told she couldn't be a surgeon and went around and did it anyways and saved people's lives. You can dress up however the expletive you want to.
1: <laughs> if we cursed and I had to censor it out, that's how I would censor it out. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's just such a great, like, your grandma wasn't allowed to vote for a while. She wasn't supposed to be a doctor or a surgeon. She did whatever she wanted. You can dress up like Spider-Man. And at the end of the story, the boy with the syndrome had a princess dress on. And you know what Elsa and her friend did? they dressed up as spider-man princesses because that's what they do they're just a bunch of weirdos who don't care what other people think and it was just so heartwarming to get to see that in these seven-year-old kids eight-year-old kids whatever that is the same
1: <laughs> yeah i found just found out that the author wrote a sequel about brit marie Oh my God! Brit Marie was here. It came out the a year after, and it's about like what Mar- Brit Marie does after this story when she walks out on her husband and she's like trying to find herself. That's the story.
0: Whoa! I'm
1: gonna have to buy that book now. So, um, just thought about that. It's fine. Yes. So we find out the connection between Alf, Britt Marie, and her husband Kent. Mm-hmm. and then before this brit marie also has a
0: tragic past we forgot to mention that
1: yeah but who doesn't in this story <laughs> right
0: but the reason the grandmother knows Britt marie is because there was a tragic car accident with brit marie and her mom and her sister and the sister was just this amazing singer that was really gonna go places and when the car accident happened the mom walked away She was fine. There was one sister in the car breathing and one who wasn't. And the grandma chose the one who was breathing, got her out of the car, and ran to the hospital. The other one didn't make it. And so all of Britt Marie's life, she was basically treated as if the wrong sister was saved. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, (laughs) yikes. The
1: story goes into a lot about the way trauma affects people yeah especially like childhood trauma and just like the choices that we make in life and the situations we end mm-hmm. up shape who we are as adults or like if you are an adult later in life yeah because we discover that wolf heart and the boy with the syndrome's dad were in war together mm-hmm. and they were like best friends in war and then things went really bad and people started dying and it's like a bunch of civilians died and they were like trying to save them they like lost one of their other really good friends so that's like why Wolfheart is so ocd is because he like remembers what it's like to have blood on your hands and so it's like a coping mechanism for like the traumas that he saw in war and so Wolfheart went completely ocd and the other guy, I want to say his name is Sam. Yes, that's right. Nice. Sam, like, went the other way, and he went abusive, and he, like, is dealing with his trauma in a completely different way. hmm And so we get this big scene between Wolfheart and Sam in the worst, where they, like, kidnap Elsa and then realize that, wait, Elsa's not your son. And... The worst dies.
0: Yep. The worst gets stabbed by Sam because Sam is going to take Elsa with a knife. And the worst is like, oh, no, you don't. And then, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Wolfhart like beats him. Yeah. And then Britt
0: Marie, my hero, comes out and is like, We don't beat people to death in this lease owner's association. And I was like, (laughs) Britt Marie, what? Oh my gosh, that was the most bad heckin' line, I swear. Oh, it was so good. So good. So good.
1: So that's like the resolution of the story, or almost the resolution of the story, is... The shadows defeated, everyone's safe. But then like the grandma's will comes back mm-hmm. and we discover that the grandmother owns the apartment building and like left it to Elsa and the will. And, and that's why Britt Marie and Kent couldn't like get everybody to own their own apartments because the grandmother owned everything.
0: Yeah, and so she gave her power over it when she was eighteen. And the grandma goes, if you can get all of these people to agree and you agree with them, then you can do what you like. But she knew for a fact that Elsa couldn't get all of them to agree on moving away.
1: So it's just like the grandma throughout the whole story would find these people in bad traumatic situations and like give them a home. Yeah. Because she owned the whole apartment building. So like she could charge whatever rent she wanted if they couldn't afford rent because they had traumatic pasts, then they would all bring them together. And it's just very beautiful.
0: Yeah. It was really cool seeing how it escalated from, like, all of them meeting in the basement and hating each other to, like, everyone meeting in the grandmother's and Elsa's apartment and all hanging out. And um, Alf, at one point... So, Elsa goes into this wardrobe and I'm like, freaking Narnia, yeah. And she's like, this wardrobe always grows. I can never touch the ends of it and I can always feel the magic because it's so massive and I grow and it grows with me. And the grandma was always like, nah, you're dumb. Stop talking like that. (laughs) And Elsa's like, no, I swear it does. And one day, Alf comes out of the grandma's apartment and he smells like wood shavings and he has his toolbox. And Elsa's like, What are you doing? And he's like, Nothing. I don't know. And she goes into the wardrobe and it smells like wood shavings and it can fit like three grown adults. And I'm like, Oh, Alf,
1: why would you? I can't. <sighs> Grumpy old man, Elsa's best friend. Uh,
0: I want a spinoff series of just Alpha. Please see Gilmore Girls. Please see all of Luke Dane's grumpy old man. Love him. Would die for Rory slash Elsa.
1: Yeah, I just like how the story starts at this place where all of these people in this apartment complex are like at the ends of themselves they've kind of lost their way they're all like they're all falling apart right they've all lost themselves in the mundane of life because like and they still have all of their trauma and their past that they like haven't dealt with but then like as soon as the person who brought them all together dies they start to realize throughout the whole book that like wait a minute we're here for a purpose we like have family we have a life that we all need to join together and do something about and they all like join together to protect elsa which like brings them all back together again yeah
0: really together in the first place because they never really interacted with each other before then they just knew each other's stories
1: family are the people we choose not necessarily blood It's (laughs)
0: right i think one of the other things i really liked about this book I'm a huge fan of community. It's such an important part of life and an important part of everything. Um, The writing in this book is so phenomenal. It just... Like, I am Elsa. I don't know... (laughs) The whole nicknaming people, she just references random stuff all the time. She's like, oh, this is definitely out of that one scene, out of this one part in Harry Potter, but it's not in the book. It's just in the movie. And da, 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 and I'm like, I'm definitely My favorite like thing that. is whenever
1: she talks about the X-Men. Yeah. And then she's like, some people just don't read, like good literature it's and i'm like honey you're reading comic books so
0: good <laughs> that's literally me i'm like some people just don't understand like uh people don't get me <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're the worst
0: uh it's fine it's so fantastic i really i love her thought process because she is a, a smart kid for her age um But this book makes you feel like a kid again because you're trying to see it through her eyes, even though she is incredibly smart. It's still like, you don't know the whole picture and she doesn't. The narrator's writing it like, you are on this journey with this girl. You are in it with her. You're in the snow. You're walking in the schoolyard. You're getting chased by the bullies. You're getting chased by this bad kidnapper murderer guy. Like you see it all. Right,
1: and we and we only know what Elsa knows at all times. Yeah. So like as the pieces start to get unraveled for Elsa, we also see that. As opposed to I don't know, books I do this as much, but like a lot of TV shows where like, we'll know There's a word for it. We talked about it when we talked about Shakespeare. Where, like, the audience knows something that the people in the story don't know. I know what you're talking about. And then we just... Dang it. And then we just have to, like, go with the story being like, no, like,
0: wait a minute. Yeah, you're just watching things happen. Like, oh, of course.
1: But, like, in this case, we only know as much as Elsa knows at all times. And, like, the other characters know things, but, like... Elsa's the only one that matters.
0: And it's also interesting that Elsa will notice things. And if you're reading as an adult, you're like, oh, that's what this means. But Elsa doesn't get it. Someone has to explain it to her. And I think that's genius. Everything about this book is freaking genius. Oh, Ugh.
1: So i so glad I picked it off the shelf. Yes. Oh, I literally... I was going to go in to get a different book by that author, and it didn't find it at the used bookstore because it's a newish book. Yeah. And it worked out because the book that I was going to get was not very much about New Beginnings, which we should talk about New Beginnings. Oh. <laughs> but I just, like, picked it up, read the sleeve, and was like, this should be fine, and then, like... Walked out of the store and oh they, so I had no idea until I started reading it if it was good. <laughs>
0: Carrie's a thief. She didn't pay for the book.
1: No, I obviously. I must for it. go
0: return it immediately.
1: Definitely pay for it. I have my receipt over there if you want to see oh it. Oh my. I'm
0: just kidding. It's fine.
1: <laughs> so, New Beginnings. I was so excited because the synopsis on the sleeve was just, I was like, this is definitely going to have a New Beginnings part in it. I'm gonna show jade up on the theme
0: i don't think you showed me up necessarily
1: also every time we say new beginnings there's a church in the school that i like in the town <laughs> i go to for school called new beginnings uh, and a lot of my friends go there and so we talk about new beginnings and my brain has to like jump oh, a few pegs no. be like not the church <laughs> wait
0: not the podcast theme oh uh, <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> ah, like, what new beginnings are we talking help
0: about help me um Man, that's uh I don't know. I feel like this book has a lot to do more with how to deal with endings. Which
1: oh, that's deep. Oh,
0: yeah, it is. Get ready, boys. So <laughs> help me. Um I don't know like just thinking about this entire book how most of it's about death and how people are processing death and how people are processing what's going on and how a seven-year-old deals with grief and how each of these people are getting apologized to for things the grandmother did and They don't say that she doesn't need to apologize. They take it and they run with it and they go, okay, now what's next? But they still have to deal with what happened before. So I don't know. It's like, even at the end when they're all celebrating, it's the happy end of Return of the Jedi. All the Ewoks are dancing around, (laughs) happy ending. It's like, oh, this is really great. But... We had to go through a lot to get to this point. So you don't see a lot of new beginnings. Even in the epilogue, it's still not really like new beginnings. It's still like, how are we dealing with what happened?
1: I mean, it's kind of a new beginnings because the stories have been wrapped up. People have started to deal with their pain. They've started to take new steps. So they went from this place of... I am living in my trauma. I'm sad. I'm gonna get drunk all the time. I don't want to deal with my issues. to, Okay. Now that this thing has happened, this ending has come. What are we gonna do next? Yeah. And so necessarily, we don't necessarily get to see what the new beginnings are, but we get to see that they're like going that direction. Yeah.
0: The new beginning is a baby was born. <laughs> That's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they named him Harry because yes. she likes Harry Potter.
1: i would never name my kid after a fictional character
0: (laughs) yeah me either
1: because because then your kid constantly has to be like oh i got named after this fictional character because my parents are
0: nerds yeah (laughs) it's embarrassing
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a good book
0: it really is it just
1: took me it took me a lot to get into it the ending is 10 times better than the beginning
0: yeah, it it wasn't that hard for me. I really like fantasy worlds and make believe, and grandmas telling stories to their kids, and those kids jumping head first in those into those stories and having a secret language together. And there's seven now eight kingdoms and all these other things. Like it's so significant. I am just in love with that kind of stuff. The vibe of this book was very Narnia. Even though it was super real. It was like it's real with that sense of there's a fantasy world and definitely a wardrobe is mentioned a few times.
1: Right. I cannot fully understand the Narnia vibes. I know like very little about Narnia. One day I'll get through those <laughs>
0: I just watched the movies. Screw it.
1: I was talking to somebody about the movie. Maybe it was my roommate. We were talking about Prince Caspian. And I was like, yeah, I've only ever read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And she's like, what? You've never even watched the movies? And I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> I was like, I know about Prince Caspian because Jade loves him. But that's it. <laughs> I own the DVDs. <laughs> my knowledge of Prince Caspian is... Jay likes him. Ben Barnes is the Serious Black Young fan cast. Yeah. That's all I got. He's pretty. I guess he's a prince.
0: (gasps) Yes. Oh, he's so pretty. Oh my gosh. I can't.
1: There's just one of those things where I was like, I really want to read the books before I watch the movies. Which is
0: unnecessary, but understandable.
1: But I've only ever read one of the books. But I own them all.
0: Again, there's I'm reading a lot only of books three movies, so, like...
1: <laughs> I know. It's been enough time since I've read Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe that I could probably watch it and not get upset. Yeah. Because I did that after I read the first Harry Potter book for the first time. I immediately watched the movie. Like, finished the book, watched the movie, and that was annoying.
0: <laughs> I just... With Narnia, I've learned to separate the worlds. Like the books are its own entity and the movies are its own entity. If that makes sense. Like the movies have this really special place of like, my grandma introduced me to these movies. That's what we would watch when we went to her house. That was the magical fairy world. I got to go into with this crazy lion who like, really cool. But the books are more like, oh, this is deep Christian lore So, (laughs) it's got a different vibe to it, obviously.
1: Yeah, that's why it would be so interesting to read them, because I know so much about C.S. Lewis as a person. (laughs) Yeah! And I know a lot about theology. (laughs) Yeah, so it's wild. It's a a trip, man.
0: You're like, this dude's nuts. (laughs) C.S. Lewis writing Christian fan fiction since whenever he wrote it. (laughs)
1: the 60s the 40s i don't know in my brain narnia is very closely connected to the series of unfortunate events for some reason that's
0: weird (laughs) series of unfortunate events is just something that creeps me out one day i'm gonna finish those books too (laughs) yikes i will not you can have fun with that
1: the first Narnia book came out in 1950. Ah. Okay. But like uh, I mean I have all of the series of unfortunate books. Fence books too. I think I got to book 9. How many are there? And then I 13. Cuz it's ominous. That's a lot. Oh. Oh, what the Lemony Snicket. That is
0: weird.
1: Lemony Snicket is excellent. I love it. Because Lemony Snicket is a character in the books. Yeah. And it's brilliant. I love it. And the way I just, it's great. (laughs) The things that he writes where he like, there's scenes where he's like, and then they were plunged into darkness and the next two pages are just black. Or he writes and then like forever and ever and ever. And then it goes like ever's for like a page and a half. It's just, it's very good writing. And one day I'm going to finish them. It's just funny because that series, completely off topic now. <laughs> that series, like, I read it a little bit and then I stop. And then I'm like, I'm gonna finish them. And then I keep, and then I like, like, I read a bunch when I was little and then I watched the Netflix series and then I was like, oh, I need to finish this series. And then I kept reading and then I like stopped again and then I stopped the Netflix series. But I like it. I just don't know why I can't get through them. Yeah, it's one of those. So that was my rant about Lemony Snicket. What do you rank this book? <laughs> Uh, I've thought about this.
0: I'm going back and forth between two numbers. I'm going to give it a safe eight and a half. I was really going to go for a nine. I don't know. I would definitely read it again, recommend it to all the people. The, the one thing I didn't like was all the cursing in it. I felt that was unnecessary. There's not like that much. There's just enough, you
1: know? And it's just the cursing in this book is weird because it's coming from the mouth of a seven year old.
0: Yeah, that's where most of it's coming almost, from.
1: Like, I think almost all of the times that there's cursing, it's where she's like she's cursing and she's like, Well, if you sometimes it is better to say it with a curse and then she like curses and you're like, You're seven. Yeah, shut up. Like you don't need to be doing that. <laughs> Stop. You're dumb. Like, it's fine, but whatever. Okay, I'm going to give it a 7. That's fine. So that gives it a score of 7.75. <sighs> okay. It's past Austin Land as the second highest book. Nice! After Algernon.
0: Nice. Algernon will always be top tier.
1: I mean, it's only an 8, so it's possible that we could find a book to pass We compare
0: it. every book to Algernon. just kidding all the percy jackson books will pass algernon besides maybe titan's curse
1: i love titan's (laughs) curse (laughs) crap Ah. titan's curse was 100 percent my favorite book as a child
0: dog battle of the labyrinth is killer
1: okay here's the thing i've discovered a pattern in this in harry potter specifically but middle books, like, the transition books, so Titan's Curse and Goblet of Fire, I have a lot of respect for.
0: See, the whole- I like them a lot. My whole thing with Titan's Curse is, like, where's Annabeth?
1: <laughs> like, I was so... Holding up the sky.
0: But, like, it was just so upsetting, because I have to deal with these other, like, secondary characters, and I
1: just- I love Annabeth. We'll talk about this later. We'll. We all read The Lost Hero for the first time, and we're like, "Wait a minute! This isn't Percy."
0: (laughs) Where's Percy? What is happening?
1: I cannot wait until we record. Oh my gosh!
0: It's going to be a bunch of nonsense. Nothing's going to make sense. tell you about our RP characters. Oh, I have a list because I sometimes forget (laughs) their names and where they come from. (laughs) Well, they also have like last and middle names and I'm like, okay, that's enough. It's enough of that. I'm very attached to them. I love them.
1: No, me too. I only have one, but me too. (laughs) Oh, I have
0: like seven and a half. Anyway. There is an actual half, everybody. We will get to that later.
1: Finish Harry Potter. It gets better after God of Fire. I promise. <sighs> you just have to overcome the fact that the book is two tons. Uh, okay. Thank you for listening to our podcast.
0: This has very good ratings, by the way. I googled it on accident, and it has—it's very high. Nice. Like phenomenally, like ninety percent. <laughs> I'm like, dog, what?
1: My randomly picking things off the shelf has worked out in my head.
0: Yeah, like, these dudes know what's up. And the English translation is phenomenal.
1: Yeah. So, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. You can email us at CurlyCriticsPod at gmail. And stay tuned for exciting things happening soon. Whoa. Catch us next week as we talk about the musical Bandstand. The
0: moment we've all been waiting for, ladies and
1: gents. We've been waiting to talk about Bandstand for... Ever. Ever. Since we saw it, like, three years ago <laughs> for the first oh time. Oh my
0: gosh. So many tears. I think that's gonna win is like, best thing.
1: I don't know. We'll see. Right now our highest, I'm pretty sure, is the new stage newsies. So it's possible. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I rated that a 10. So if you... I'm pretty sure you did, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't have it open anymore, but I believe you. Yeah, I don't think I would give it
0: anything less than a 10. I think that would just be sinful. Um, So, guys, bully Carrie into ranking Bandstand a 10, and then nothing else will be able yes. to compare to it.
1: You gave Newsies a 10, and I gave it an 8. <laughs> Dog! Oh, my God so it's a nine you're a monster
0: you know that anyway i'm just nice (laughs) i'm critical yeah it's in the name i am too nice and you're smart
1: (laughs) one day i just want to give something a really low score like a two yeah
0: and I, I... mean, like, I don't... I, I give it, like, a 10. You're like, nah, this gets a I hope one. I never
1: come across a piece of media that I hate enough to give a 2. But I also want to give it a 2. Because
0: <laughs> a lot of times when things are that bad, they're bad enough to be funny. So right. they're good. Like, <gasps> I know what I can give a 2. The Percy Jackson movies. <laughs> okay, but we can talk about this later. That's a lot. That's a whole nother world you just opened up and i will fight you on that
1: okay we need a logan end. lerman deserves better <laughs> logan lerman is poseidon in the tv show he's the only one from that cast that i'll let in the tv show you're not are you, are you serious i'm 100% serious that's a fact we're going to talk about this after i Okay, bye. (laughs) No, it's not a fact. It's my fan cast. Oh. I was like, what?
0: And you didn't say anything?
1: Okay. Bye. Bye.